manner over the telephone was apologetic. Helen might not recall how she'd graded his efforts as a student, but evidently he did. The house which belonged to my wife's aunt dates from the late 17th century. Our plan all along has been to renovate, then open a gallery in the house. Of course, it's all my wife's idea. She's the one with the aesthetic sense, not me. And she understood right away what could be done by juxtaposing high modern art with those 17th century rooms. Unfortunately, though... Easton paused, then continued carefully. There have been delays. Two years' worth, in fact. Consent to renovate a listed building is hard to come by in the best of cases. An uncomfortable chuckle as he hastened not to offend. Not that the local planning authority's caution is inappropriate. The conservation officers are only doing their job. But rather inconveniently, it seems my wife's late aunt spent decades offending members of every historical preservation group in the vicinity. Now that we've finally obtained all the requisite permissions, we've had an electrician open a space under the old carved staircase to put in wiring. And the fellow quit work after fifteen minutes, called me over to say he'd found a stash of papers in Arabic and the building ought to be checked for hideaway imams or maybe terrorists, all the same to him. In any case, he'd be off to another job till I sorted it. Seems he didn't notice that the papers he found are dated more than three hundred years ago. I had a look, and I think the lettering might, in fact, be Hebrew. There's something, I think it's Spanish, addressed to a rabbi. So... Ian Easton's voice trailed off awkwardly. So, he added... I'm calling. Telephone cradled to her cheek. Helen had let the pause lengthen. She considered the file open on her computer, the cursor blinking endlessly as it had the past hour, midway through a paragraph she'd no taste for. She couldn't remember ever feeling dull about her work. But this was how it was lately. Things that had once felt vibrant were draining from her, and now and then other sparks had begun appearing in her mind, as though thrown up by hammer blows. Flashes of memory, riveting. The soft thump of a shed door closing in the desert heat. Smells filling her nostrils for a dizzying instant. Sparks extinguishing, thank heaven, before they could catch. She'd straightened a low stack of books. Perhaps Monday, she said. Thing is... Ian Easton's voice attained a slightly more anxious pitch. I wonder if you might come today. We've had quite a time getting this electrician, and we don't want him to take another job. And the papers seem fragile. I felt I shouldn't move them. In truth, she knew she could afford a few hours. She'd barely progressed in her writing all day, and this paper she was writing was mere clean-up work, something she'd promised herself to finish before retirement. A summation of the sparse facts known about the dispersal of the London Jewish community during the 1665-66 to plague. Their imported rabbi fleeing England the moment the pestilence set in. Wealthy congregants escaping to the countryside. Then little trace of London's Jews in the city's records until the community reformed a few years later under new leadership. She'd not be sorry to leave the work behind for an afternoon. Still, she'd hesitated, interrogating Ian Easton for further details of the history of the house. When at last she acquiesced to his request, 
It was in a tone certain not to encourage romantic fantasies regarding some collection of old papers under his stare. A brief drive to Richmond to check out some papers, then. She'd undertaken it with a dim sense that this was the sort of thing she ought to be doing, getting herself out and about on a clear day while she still could. As she'd settled into the car, her keys had rattled so wildly in her hand that she'd had to tame the keyring with both fists before singling out the right key. Forcing it into the ignition took three tries. Today was a bad day, then. She'd need to bear that in mind. Twenty minutes later she'd parked her car in Richmond and was walking up a half-sunken stone path, her steps slowing as she caught her first sight of the house. Ian Easton had said over the phone that the building was from the late 17th century, yes, but Helen had until this moment...